Hey friends, tis the season to be jolly, you know, like fa-la-la-la. <laughs> so welcome to a special episode of All Things Madison, the Christmas edition. And in the effort to make things just a little brighter, I thought I'd share some wonderful short stories for the holiday season. So sit back, kick your feet up, grab some hot chocolate, and enjoy. Ho, ho, Merry Christmas. And to spread a little holiday cheer, we're reminding you to pick up something special for the little girl in your life. If you haven't checked out my online store, now is the perfect time. You can find t-shirts, skirts, backpacks, phone accessories, bedding, and more with the Madison Lauren logo or the newest girl superheroes, the Magnificent Sheroes. So go to shopmadisonlauren.com today for more great Christmas present ideas or just stocking stuffers. Again, that's shopmadisonlauren.com. Thanks! Today's story is A Christmas Carol, short story by Charles Dickens. Master Peter and the two ubiquitous young Cradgets went to fetch the goose, which they soon returned in high procession. Such a bustle ensued that you might have thought the goose was the rarest of all birds, a feather phenomenon, to which a black swan was the matter of course. And in truth, it was something very like it in that house. Miss Cratchit made the gravy, ready beforehand in that little saucepan. It was hissing hot. Master Peter mashed the potatoes with incredible vigor. Miss Belinda sweetened up the applesauce. Martha dusted the hot plates. Bob took Tiny Tim beside him in a tiny corner at the table. The two young Cratchits set chairs for everybody, not forgetting themselves, of course, and mounting guard upon their posts, crammed spoons into their mouths, lest they should trick for goose before their turn came to be helped. At last, the dishes were all set, and the grace was said. It was succeeded by a breathless pause, as Mrs. Cratchit, looking slowly all around the carving knife, prepared to plunge it into the breast. But when she did, and when the long-expected gush of stuffing issued forth, a murmur of delight arose all around the board. And even Tiny Tim, excited by the two young Cratchits, beat on the table with the handle of his knife and feebly cried, Hooray! There never was such a goose. Bob said he didn't believe there was ever such a goose cooked. Its tenderness and its flavor Size and cheapness were the things of universal admiration. Eked out by the applesauce and mashed potatoes, it was a sufficient dinner for the whole family. Indeed, as Mrs. Cratchit said with great delight, surveying one small atom of a bone upon the dish. They hadn't ate it all at last, yet everyone had had enough, and the youngest Cratchits in particular were steeped in sage and onions to the eyebrows. 
But now the plates being changed by Miss Belinda, Miss Cratchit left the room alone, too nervous to bear witness to take the pudding up and bring it in. Suppose it should not be done enough. Suppose it should break in turning out. Suppose somebody should have got over the wall of the backyard and stolen it while they were married with the goose. A supposition at which the two young Cratchits became livid. All sorts of horrors were supposed. He loved a great deal of steam. The pudding was out of the copper, and it smelled like a washing day. That was the cloth. It smelled like an eating house and a pastry cook next door to each other. Was a laundress next door to that? That was the pudding. In half a minute, Miss Cratchit entered, flushed but smiling proudly, with the pudding like a speckled cannonball. So hard and firm, blazing in half of a half quartern of ignited brandy and bed light with Christmas holly stuck onto the top. Oh, a wonderful pudding! Bob Cratchit said, and calmly too, that he regarded it as the greatest success achieved by Mrs. Cratchit since their marriage. Mrs. Cratchit said, "Now that weight was off her mind." She would confess that she had had her doubts about the quantity of the flour. Everybody had something to say about it, but nobody said or thought it was at all a small pudding for a large family. It would have been a flat heresy to do so. Any Cratchit would have blushed to hint at such a thing. At last, the dinner was all done. The cloth was cleared, the hearth swept, and the fire made up. The compound in the jug being tasted and considered perfect, apples and oranges were put on the table, and a shovelful of chestnuts on the fire. Then all the Cratchit family drew round the hearth, in what Bob Cratchit called a circle, meaning half a one. And at Bob Cratchit's elbow stood the family display of glasses, two tumblers, and a custard cup without a handle. These held the hot stuff from the jug, however, as well as the golden goblets were done, and Bob served it out with beaming looks, while the chestnuts on the fire sputtered and crackled noisily. Then Bob proposed, "A merry Christmas to all, my dears. God bless us." Which all the family re-echoed. "God bless everyone," said Tiny Tim, the last of all. Thank you for checking out my show. So be sure to check me out each week, where you can find me at All Things Madison on your podcast and YouTube. And subscribe, please. I need fans, guys. And check out my website at thirstylittlediva.me. And remember, we love you just the way you are. Mm. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to All Things Madison. Kindly take a moment to subscribe, leave a comment. And rate the show so that our participating partners know you are following along. You can get your Madison Lauren graphic tees at shopmadisonlauren.com or follow her YouTube channel at All Things Madison. This production was brought to you by Infinity Global Media Group LLC. Contact us at smith.durante@gmail.com at gmail.com for bookings or more information.